back to yet another episode of Spiritual Friendship. I'm your host, Michelle, and I am back at it again with another episode of Wizardology. So in the first episode, we talked about Chapter 1, and this one is going to be about Chapter 2. However, before we get into that, I want to go over just a couple of little things. So first of all, if you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Anchor, of course. Instagram, we have a lot of little lives where we go over a card of the day usually sometimes we do friday runes we were trying to make that a thing so we may get into that again um you can also follow us on any of your choice of platforms however if you go on anchor please leave us a voice message and you might actually be heard in one of the episodes the other thing is if you want to support us financially then you can go ahead and support us on patreon i assure you that any of the proceeds will be going towards the freaking podcast because i guarantee this does not make us any money um, <laughs> and the money that we do make, it actually goes right back into the podcast. So, um, those are a couple of the things. I feel like I'm forgetting one of them, but that's all of them that I can think of. Okay, so chapter two, a wizard's map of the world. So, each chapter is just a page, and that's why they're so short. I think the last one was 30 minutes, I can't remember, um... But this is a wizard's map of the world, and on this page, I'm doing the absolute best I can to illustrate for you or describe to you the illustrations that are on these pages. So we have a map of the world, and then we have a couple of places that have been picked out um, that are going to be, they, I guess they're going to be describing some of the wizards in that area. Um, now, I do want to preface this one um, with a little bit of a... You know, just letting you guys know, I'm from North America, Colorado specifically, and Jamie's from Minnesota. So those are really the only geographical areas that I know of um, with wizards, or I mean with witches, not wizards. Like I said in the last one, we go by witches, not typically wizards, but to each their own. Um, there are a lot of European wizards. Wow, I just said the word again. There are a lot of European witches, and... I don't know if all of this is true. Basically what I'm trying to say is I don't know what's accurate in this particular one and what is not. I haven't done a whole lot of research into um, witches from different parts of the globe, so I'm not really sure what they um, tend to gravitate towards. But let's read into it and let's see what this book says. <laughs> um, so it says, before you can see whether you are going where whither you are going you must know where you are now wizards may be found all throughout the known world and beyond and there are several different sorts okay basically a bunch of different kinds of wizards cool this map of the world may assist the apprentice the apprentice in locating these other sorts of wizards it must be remarked however that it has been compiled merely with the knowledge of non-wizard cartograph cartograph <laughs> cartographers wow <laughs> and is therefore somewhat lacking in accuracy in the unlikely event that you eventually achieve the power of flight it will be a task of little mo moment to familiarize yourself with the actual layout of the ter terrestrial globe it will then be in your power to offer considerable navigational assistance to sailors okay um all right i guess that's why they have magic carpets in here 
I did read a little bit ahead, and they do have mention of magic carpets. I guess in this, when this is written, this is when Merlin is alive, and so he didn't have a way to travel to the different areas, which I'm interested in how he knew the geographical locations of everything and how it looks so perfect, but whatever, we'll just skip that, I guess. Um, so then we have a witch on a broom seeming to blow a ship's sails in the correct direction. <laughs> and then it says a spell to assist sailors. Mix the ground horn of sea serpent with dried albatross spittle and blow into the ship's sails as you cry. Wiston wind blow, wilt thou blow? The small rain down can rain. All sailors roam but long for home, so blow them back again. Interesting. So, another thing is when you are using your ingredients, please make sure that you source them correctly. Um, and albatross, I do happen to know, is an endangered bird, so please don't use anything from an endangered species, from an endangered tree, an endangered plant, um, etc., etc. It's just not a very good idea, and that species needs to thrive on this planet more than we do, in my opinion, um, but we also don't want to aid to any extinction. Okay, so now opening a flap, it seems we have three categories of um, wizard sorts, I suppose. So three different kinds. So the first one says South American wizards. Once again, North America, not South America. I don't know if this is accurate or racist or whatever. But let's read it. Let's go into it and see. South American wizards. Um, few know about the great South American wizards who are even now doing what they can to save the remnants of their people from the conquistadors. At the secret council of Cajamarca, I am so sorry I can't say a lot of words, in, in 1532, it was decided that most of the remaining wizards should go into hiding, awaiting the most favorable moment to reveal themselves once more. Interesting. I, I don't know a lot of history about that in particular. I know a lot of history of my particular area, um, but I don't know a lot of, like, world history of witches. I feel like that would be a really cool book. If you guys have any, like, world history of witches, like, recommend, please. <laughs> So European wizards. European is really cool because I love the European witches. Um, another thing that I really like about this book that I didn't say in the first episode is just like the male representation in this book is awesome. I love how there are male representations that people can kind of look up to. Merlin was not real, I don't think. Um, I don't think Camelot was real, although I do think that they have some, um, I don't know, some remains or, like, kind of, kind of like, what is it? The underground one. Or the, the under the ocean one. Um, they have, like, some ideas as to where it could be, but nothing's been laid out in stone. 
So I do think that that is definitely a possibility that it could have existed. However, I don't think Merlin actually existed. It's sad that it's fictional, um, but it is a male representation, which I think is awesome. So, European wizards. <laughs> um, the true wizardo wizardological path. European wizards generally delight in the demonstrations of their powers by means of towardly tricks and pompous illusions. Europe is also awash with fake wizards, um, scourges, and disasters such as famines, plagues, and wars, induce some desperate unfortunate to turn to even the most heinous charlatans for relief. Okay, um, I, I love my European witches. I don't think that that's necessarily true, and I think that's a, a, a tad bit insulting. Um, I'm pretty sure we had charlatans everywhere, and it's not just over in Europe, but okay. Um, once again, this book is for fun. Uh, Lap Shamans. Where's the Lap Shamans? I'm trying to find them. It's a picture of a person in a sleigh. Where is it? Oh, way, way up north. Northern Europe. Way up north. Like, really, really, really high up there in Russia. Um, often dressed in red and white furs and bearing toys and gifts on their reindeer pulled sleds. The lap shamans of the extreme north are the merriest of all the wizards. They use their magic to bring good luck to huntsmen and to call down good weather. Their jolly antics bring joy and laughter during the coldest, darkest days of the winter months. I think that that's quite funny. You basically have Santa Claus in the wizarding <laughs> Okay, um, so what have we got here? With various of the names of the countries in which they are most plentifully found. Uh, Nicholas, um, premier cartographer, Bristol, England, and MDL. I don't know what MDL is. Please let me know if I'm just being stupid. Um... <laughs> I think that's really funny. Um, yeah. So, that's that. It looks like this one is definitely going to be a short one. Like, this is definitely going to be short. I'm sorry, this page just doesn't have a lot of information on it. Like I said, it's got a giant map on air. Um, I'm not very good with geography either, so I'm really, really sorry. Okay, so on this side, we have, in addition, it's, we have the stars. In addition to becoming familiar with the general layout and contours of the earth, the apprentice must also learn to recognize celestial objects as some spells are best carried out under the influence of certain stars. In any case, rising at midnight to seek out the constellations of the zodiac and rising again before dawn to study spellcraft are excellent ways to develop magical discipline. I mean, I guess you sleep during the day, which is cool, I guess. Um... And then we have the zodiac signs, you know, Capricorn, Aquarius, Aries, Pisces, Taurus, Gemini, all those ones there, and what they look like, which I think, honestly, pretty awesome, and yes, I do think that you should know celestial objects. I have been looking into astrology, like, a lot more lately, and it's been 
so fun. <laughs> um, just kind of learning and researching and like all those kinds of things. Sorry, move something. All those kinds of things, just kind of learning it and learning how your spell work interacts with celestial objects is really freaking cool. I've also been watching The Magicians lately. I love fictional magic shit. Like, it's so cool to see it. Because then you get little hints of, like, um, real witchcraft in some of, not all of them, but some of them you get hints of, like, real witchcraft. And I think that that is so cool. Okay. So under here we have witches and wizards. We finally have reference to witches, thank God. Um, there are no, there is no essential difference between witches and wizards, thank God. Um, while a witch most usually prepares charms and potions for the benefit of neighbors, a witch and a wizard has loftier aims. A woman or man may choose to become either. I like that they said a woman or man could choose to be either. However, a witch is defined as whatever you would believe in, basically. I don't think that you're just preparing charms and potions and shit for your neighbors. That is not fucking true. Um, but a wizard, what has loftier aims? Um, no. <laughs> no. Both. Okay. Both are true. I'm sure a wizard would make a damn charm or potion for their neighbor, too. Like, if, if I lived next to a wizard and I was like, yo, I need some fucking help. <laughs> and you help me out, like, are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> okay. Okay. Let's go in. Sorry, that totally caught me off guard. Okay. Now, the next one is Arabian Sages. And we have a picture of a guy riding a carpet. I feel like this one's gonna be a little questionable. During the period of the so-called Dark Ages in Europe, it was learned... Wizards of Arabia who kept the bright flame of wizardology burning in their writings, books, and lamps. These wizards specialize in dealings with dingy or genies. Oh, I think I said that wrong. Uh, jinn. I think it's called jinn or genies. And with all kinds of enchantment, particularly of everyday items such as carpets and magical lamps. Um... I'm going to go out on a limb and say they don't do that. Um, I don't know if djinn or genies are real, unfortunately. Like, I haven't done a whole lot of research into them. They're kind of like the fae where they just don't have a lot of information about them. So I don't know if that's something particular to, like, Asia or not Asia, the Middle East or, or not. I don't know. Um, once again, it really depends on, like, the lay of your land and what lives in your land. Like, if you were to come here to Colorado, you have a lot of bears, wolves, um, and things like that. I don't think over in the Middle East they have those kinds of animals. But, I mean, that could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Indri Indian falconries. Oh, God. I feel like this is gonna be horrible. Um, obviously in India. Indian Falkyries are among the wisest of all wizards. They are perpetually reluctant to involve themselves in worldly affairs and have a low opinion of apprentices. They are given to certain extravagance, extravagances such as living for months without food on tops of tall poles 
In this way, they demonstrate the fact that they are somewhat above the common herd. Um, I don't think that's what that demonstrates. I think by saying that, that completely destroys what they're doing. Because they're trying to get to a higher vibration by doing that kind of stuff. By, um, you know, like balancing for long hours or not eating for long hours. They're trying to get to a higher vibrational level. Not necessarily to be above everybody else. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Because I believe that they... I think they believe a lot in, like, the Buddhist kind of practices. I could most definitely be wrong. And if that is the case, then they believe that they are no... Um, braver, smarter, stronger, better than an ant on the ground. So that's just their beliefs. Um, I think that this is really interesting how he is, this person who's writing this book describes things. And so far the European Wizards is the only one that's described I feel so bad. <laughs> like, let's see, the Indian one's a snob, apparently. Arabian sages are just, like, fun all the time, apparently. Um, the LARP shamans are just fucking Santa Claus. European wizards apparently just are all fakes or very hard to find real ones. And South American wizards were hunted down and are waiting and hiding. Like, oh my god! The drama! Let's see what the last one says. Chinese masters. There's no North American in here. Well, fuck. <laughs> Most Chinese wizards live in remote mountain regions where they spend their time communicating with lung dragons or suggesting various unlikely recipes for the elixir of life to local alchemists. They have kind natures, but, like the Indian Falkyries, are generally reluctant to involve themselves in the affairs of ordinary humans. I feel like most people are just reluctant to involve themselves in what the fuck ever somebody else is doing. Like, seriously. Um, so, the Chinese people just talking to dragons then. That, I mean, that's cool. That's cool. Draconic Wicca is very common. And I believe that there's a lot of, like, Chinese dragon and folklore involved in Draconic Wicca, which I think is so fucking cool. So... Yeah, this chapter's a little bit short, but the next chapter, let's see, what's the next chapter on? Uh, chapter three, the Master Wizard's Workshop. Let's see what that looks like. Yeah! <laughs> that is going to be a lot more in-depth, I feel, because there's a lot more to talk about. Um, however, going back to the world map. I'm frustrated there's no North America here, especially, like, I'm, I feel like the writer would have known where this would have been popular. Um, and you know what? I know the second book actually goes into this in a lot of detail. So I'm going to be going over the second book at some point, probably after this book. And I'll be talking about that one. And I think that the North American witches or wizards are in that one too. So we will be going over that one as well. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Anyway, so that's all I've got for this episode. I'm so sorry it was so short. I feel like I just kind of brushed through it, but there wasn't a lot of information on those pages. Like, there just wasn't. I don't know what that's about. Um, but I'm very excited to get to the next parts of the book because I feel like it's going to mo go more in depth and this is going to open up a lot of conversation on a lot of different topics. Maybe even topics we haven't discussed here on the channel, so I'm very excited for it. Anyway, with that said, I will see you guys next week, and I hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. Bye!